What up, everybody? We are back, the Oasis Podcast, with another week, and we've got a we got a good topic for you this week. But first, I'll introduce my co-hosts, Ben, Chilo, and Jaina. Hi. And then I'm Brennan. <laughs> if you guys didn't pick that up already, and today we're talking about the Enneagram. And yes, you read that in the title, but it's more fun to just tell you what we're talking about, and then we dive in with the best mixer question ever. And guys, this week. <laughs> It's the, how would you describe the other people in this room with one word? Ben, you want to go first? No, I don't, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the least, I don't know what the right word is, educated in this topic. So this is going to be a fun week for me to try to not talk about things I don't know about. Oh, 1% (laughs) of everything is coming back around. I'm the worst. Yeah. Oasis Podcast, we know 1% of everything. Um, For you, ambitious. Oh. Just like, without a doubt since i've known you just i guess i'll take that ambitious which is i think in a healthy ambitious all right fair enough yeah yeah fair you're, enough. you're very secure in yourself and then like jana i wanted to say principled but that's stupid because i <laughs> i don't even know if i could define it well but more so like not shaken oh. like you are someone who in your because because here's the thing i'm going to describe her he's incredibly gonna get, he's gonna get soft i'm gonna get super soft incredibly <laughs> strong-willed but you know what you believe and you will stick to it to your core. Even if you're not confident about maybe verbalizing, you won't change just because other people maybe would pressure you to change. All right. And that's... I'll take that. That sounds good. Boom. All right. Who wants to go next? You or me? <laughs> okay. All right, Jenna, you go. Okay. So Ben's word literally came to me instantly. It's fiery. I love that. Just, that I mean, I that's tattooed like, on my forehead. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I should go with like passionate, like. But no, everyone just, says that one. I, just, I almost yeah. said that one. Fiery is better. Fiery is like yes. everything you do is just like that extra level Get. of extra. Wait, yours wasn't <laughs> like, about his red hair. No, it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> but that can we can throw that in there. How dare you? <laughs> it's fine. So Ben is fiery. I think you look nice. That got weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because usually people say passionate. Yeah. I like fiery way better. Yeah, because like you can be fiery, I think, but or be passionate, but still be kind That's of That's super timid good. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But Ben, you you're be. fiery. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep you warm, but also burn this place down. <laughs> you literally said yeah. that the other I day. I said sometime. Yeah, you did. <laughs> burn this place to the ground. It's not going to work. We will burn you to go to the ground. Office reference. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Got it in there. That's good. Okay, Brennan, your word, I it's a word that gets painted with a negative light, but I Uh-oh. don't it, I don't use it in that way. Okay, calculated. Dang. Okay. Okay. I just think I was thinking like you're thoughtful, yeah. you're intentional, you're organized, logistical, administrative, super like, good, all those kind of things. Like calculated is like. Okay, I like that. It's good. Little, Again, little not, mathematician over not here. Not negative in some of the ways that people use that word. Sweet. No, that's a good. Go. That's all right, I'm good. up, Ben. I hyphened your word. <laughs> that's that's cheating. Here we go. Power up. okay that's what i put power up because it's kind of on the fiery fiery lines where it's like it's just you're going up like and all the levels and all the things you just are on go it's it's happening i don't know it's better than my first original word but i still wasn't quite settled so question question video game reference am i am i the mushroom power up that makes you bigger or am i the star power up that it makes you invincible. You're probably the one where you're the fireball one. Oh, that where works. Where you get it and then you get to shoot the fire. That aim because you're, you're still it. crushing the levels, but it's not as quite. It's not quite <laughs> the star. Come on now. I'll give you that. And I then like, Jaina, I, like I put yours as clutch. 
Okay. Yeah, that's super Whoa. good. So it was like that's, the same that's one. That's really we're all good. Kind of thinking the same thing, where it was like always doing what you need, like always getting everything done, and even when it comes to like jokes or like moments where you need, I don't know, whatever it is, you just come in with the clutch. You got, super good. You got the clutch gene. So got the clutch gene. We did it. We did all the one words, and that is it for the enneagram. Thanks guys really for tuning today. in this week. Uh, appreciate it. Let's no. see. Oh. No, we're kidding. <laughs> okay. The Enneagram is personality types, but it is not one-word definitions of the people yes. you know. So, Jaina, you want to kick us off with just some origins and wh- where this thing comes from? Yeah. So, um, concepts of the Enneagram date way, way back in time, like back to Pythagoras in philosophy and a lot of that. Really, um, some of those older philosophers who started to kind of look at human personality and even as psycho- psychology has developed – Um, A lot of the different concepts that are in the Enneagram obviously have origination in that. Um, But the Enneagram itself was first kind of organized into the unit that we now know it as um, actually in the 1960s. Okay. Um, I've seen and heard different people say that it's older than that, that it has some Eastern um, origins as well. But I, in my quick search earlier, could not find specific years or dates or anything like that. Um, but the, the guy who's kind of made it popular started that in the sixties and he had a following of people who kind of came under him and learned it. And then it's kind of developed through different psychology, um, studiers. What's the word? Psychologists. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> what caused it to just like pop off and now it's everywhere? Like if you haven't yeah, heard about the Enneagram, yeah. like you can Google it, but more than likely you've probably heard about it in some capacity. Yeah. Um, that's a really great question. I couldn't say that there's like one specific thing Mm -hmm. i know that it's gained in popularity um, particularly just has as psychology has gained in popularity over the last several years um as even we give more attention to mental health um as well like i think so often from what i hear of even people still alive who are you know lived mostly in the 1990s there's a skepticism about psychology about um the brain and the mental health of people. And so I think that now that we've begun a conversation of opening that up and I think legitimizing psychology as an actual science that the Enneagram is rooted in that as well. Um, I can tell you why it's really popped off in the last five years, but it's just gained probably social media as a Yeah, definitely. And you look at millennials in general with the idea of because psychology is important and like I think mental health as, as mental health has become more popular with millennials. So anything that's going to help me understand myself and then help me grow as a person and the Enneagram just does that for people. So it's just, bam. Yeah, totally. I get that. And then, yeah, I think when you say some of the part is the social media, again, it feels like every week things are popping off because of social media, but there are so many Enneagram accounts just covering everything (laughs) Enneagram. I mean, what kind of dog you should get and what you should name it based on your Enneagram type. How do you know? Ben's going to name his dog fireball and it's gonna be a bright red chihuahua that would be terrible did you see that though <laughs> yeah kind of okay yeah totally. next time we should do what dog would you be based That's on good. your person let's do it right now okay go ben I, chihuahua no not even close fiery power no, i'm 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 either the lab or the golden retriever for sure yeah 100 percent. i could see i guess not that true. like or that like cuddly loyalty to to you you know what i mean i think i'm a cross between a pit bull and the shit too. We shouldn't have even started this. <laughs> this is gone. All right, on to the next thing. Ben's the only one that got dog typed. 
So what makes it different? Why is the Enneagram different than Myers-Briggs, different than the colors test, different, I mean, fill in the blank. What makes it different than any of those? Yeah, one of the, probably the biggest difference and why some people won't, um, I like won't say that the Enneagram is a personality test. Um, and I even have hesitancy with that term as well, is that personality tests um, generally um, identify, um, what's the word I'm looking for? like our behaviors, they define behaviors, mm. um, that we have, whereas the Enneagram actually is based around our core desires, motivations, and fears. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's actually a step deeper than just our behaviors. It's like, why do we behave the way that we do? Mm. And it's because of these deeper underlying things. So that's the biggest difference. I mean, the MBTI literally just tests your behavior and mm. how you respond to things. Um, and so you can have so many different versions of that. Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest difference. I, I saw, yeah, something online just says the Enneagram is based on how, I, some of it is based on kind of how you deal with trauma, where the MBTI says how you judge and perceive the world yeah, a little bit. That's good. So more personality-based than action-based. Yeah. Yeah, Makes that's sense. good. That's really good. Okay, let's dive right in. What are you guys? I think we have did this a little bit on the podcast, but let's... Yeah, I would appreciate if you didn't typecast me. Brenna. I'm not. I'm giving you the opportunity to speak. Do <laughs> you think we need to really quick explain what the Enneagram is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just Go like it. Real healthy. <laughs> Just in case Just... no one's listened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Gina. So the Enneagram is a system of, uh, it's made up of nine archetypes um, of different, again, each based on different core motivations, desires, and fears. Um, and so... Like you kind of identify with one particular type and then you can go into deeper layers of like positive qualities you'll take on of another type when you're in a healthy state, negative when you take on another state and if you're in an unhealthy place. And then there's um, different like sub types within that that help to, I think, mm -hmm. folder like round out your specific mm -hmm. personality type yeah. um, or and archetype. One through nine. Do you want to do one the name? Nine. There's different ways to go about the titles. Yeah. That's what starts. Right, you can do them all. Well, there's different. It depends on which way, which route you go. Ben, you looked it up, didn't you? I looked up multiple ways. This guy cheated. Here's he the thing. Even Listen, the nine. I could have probably done six of the nine if I didn't have it in front of me. All right. Well, give us all. Nine well, I'm gonna have Jane go first, and then I'm gonna give you the spiritual ones. Okay. <laughs> so I'll go with the names. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah. I'll go with the um, most commonly accepted names based on the Enneagram Institute, which is like probably the highest. Mm -hmm. I don't know, expert on it. But so number one is the reformer. Um, number two is known as the helper. Three, the achiever. Woo-woo! <laughs> Just giving it away. Ben, it Ben, thanks for shouting out the threes, man. <laughs> I know you love the threes. Okay. All right, keep okay, going. Okay, keep going. Four is the individualist. Five, the investigator. Six, the loyalist. Seven, the enthusiast. Eight, the challenger. And nine, the peacemaker. All right. Yeah. One through nine. Boom. All right. Good job. You guys ready? Hype yourselves. Let's do it. Ben, go ahead. <laughs> I'm the challenger. Which is? The challenger. Number? <laughs> number eight. Number eight. I don't eight. like saying the number. The challenger like the challenger. Eight. Yeah. All right. This is based on, are we going to get it at one point to how? Yeah, go okay. ahead and just tell us well, a little bit about what makes you an eight, why, why you associate with that. I'm a powerful person. Uh, I like up. conflict. Uh, I, you can't tell me what to do ever in life. No. Uh, super self-confident. Mm. Uh, I 
don't have an issue with making decisions. <laughs> um, I can be very de- divisive even sometimes I, 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 because I'm not afraid of conflict. Um, so confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of does. There's negative and positive aspects of that. Yeah, that's yeah. totally true. Yeah. We'll get there's into negative that. There's negative and positive of all of them. All of them. Yeah. That's good. Let's just part of the, let's just, let's just yeah. keep rolling. Jaina, what, what for you is your, your number type? I am um, a one, which is the reformer. Um, and so uh, ones are super um, like conscientious and ethical. They have this strong sense of right and wrong. Um, and I can attest to that. There's things it's just like, this is the right way to do it. And I can't tell you how. I can't tell you why. Like in math class and, you know, like when you were a kid and they're like, explain how you got your answer. I was like, I don't know. I just know it's right. <laughs> like <laughs> that's such a one thing. Um, but we are often... Uh, we're motivated by a desire to be good, um, to live in integrity and to be balanced. And so to be bad or corrupt or evil is like the greatest fear of the one. Um, often ones are perfectionists, which is their like secondary name that they secondary get called. Title. But I don't like using it because not all ones are perfectionists or OCD. It's another mm-hmm. stereotype. But yeah, ones are see the perfect and desire to pursue that basically. Yeah. That's good. Is it my turn? I don't yeah. want to know. But it's you can finally my turn. <laughs> Shout out all the threes. You know what it is. Yeah, we're, I'm a three. Uh, it's the achiever. So success-driven, image-conscious, people-pleasing, uh, get things done, that kind of idea person. I mean, it's a lot of times you can probably put, like, it's like the charismatic of the nine. Like, it's the, the person who is um, a lot of times going to be, like, dry, jump out to be the leader because they want to make that successful project or whatever. So... Yeah. I don't have all the fancy names in front of me like you guys, but the three is the achiever. I mean, I'm going to get yeah. things done, and that's that's literally down to my core why, like who I am and function as a person. Not all threes, but that's that's what I'm rolling with. So uh, do you guys have wings, or are we going to talk about that a little bit? I don't know a lot about it, but I know yeah. my, my wing is very easy. Yeah, I can explain. So yeah, wings, explain the wings are... Boom the number on either side of you. Um, And so the nine actually are shaped in this kind of circle shape almost. Um, And so your wings, this is something people get confused on a lot. Your wings can only be the numbers on either side. So if you're a three, your wing can be two or four, or you can have balanced. You can't be like a two wing five. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Um, But so as a one, I actually do have balanced wings um, so I do have a lot of the nine wing, the peacemaker, the um, not necessarily conflict avoidant, but like wanting to see peace, kind of easygoing. I also have a two wing as well. It's very like um, helper, people focus, want to, you know, see others succeed. A lot of how what twos function is they actually do things because they also want to be loved. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But nice have clutch. Both. I want to know what love is. All the time. Ben, oh, sorry, you got a wing. Uh, seven, easy. Oh, easy, not balanced at all. Yeah, we. I think everybody knew that. Seven, if you guys don't remember, is the enthusiast. It's what gives Ben his fire. And why? Yes. And why I'm not a wing nine or balanced is because nine's a peacemaker. Yeah, and he loves that conflict. I'm a three, wing four, so individualist. Uh, the other side of the two that Jana was saying is kind of more emotions based. And I'm not about all that action. So I'm all about the individual and helping both myself. But I've learned through Jesus to help others. Jeez. Just took it spiritual. What's the purpose of the Enneagram? I mean, we all know these numbers. I've got three wing four. It's the best combination out there. (laughs) But what what for you guys has been the purpose or is there a common purpose? You're just trying to be divisive right now. 
No, you want to make it devices. <laughs> you device, just said the best was three wing four. Well, I mean, I I can't not speak the truth to the people. Maybe I think the best is one who has balanced wings. You're seeing a really amazing depiction of an eight and a three <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I don't want to be stereotypical, but Jaina, Brennan and Ben are, are pretty oh. like straightforward stereotypical of their type. Yeah. Which We're going to talk funny. about the negatives we get which along. Is later, but I fit all the boxes, man. Same. I, I check them all. <laughs> All right, Gina, um, help, us, help us yeah. make peace and give us the purpose. <laughs> so the purpose of, of the Enneagram or any personality type system is to understand yourself. Um, the Enneagram specifically is understand what motivates you, what drives you to do the things you do to interact in the world the way that you do, um, what fuels your thought process even before you even act. Um, a lot of other personality tests, tests we talked about just kind of reveal your actions, but the Enneagram reveals like your core like uh, what's motivating that. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you use the Enneagram or are part of it, the purpose of it is to A, learn about yourself with the healthy intent of wanting to grow and to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get into more of the negatives that could come out of it. But the purpose is to know yourself, grow as an individual, as a person, and then there's a lot of other good things that can come out of it or bad things as well. Okay. I've got a couple questions off of this. First... I was the guy who anytime someone tried to get me to do a personality thing, my, my biggest thing was why would I ever need a personality thing to tell me about me? You know, why do I need some number or some system or some word to describe? I know me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So how do you explain that? <laughs> you don't know you. Yeah. Okay. How do I not know me, Ben? It's me. But I, I know I was that person, and now someone listened probably is that person. It's like, why do I need some number to yeah. tell me how I function? Like, For, well, me. I can give you experience. Okay, So personally, ahead. I needed help, and I think the Enneagram has been a great tool to help me understand myself, to help me pursue growth well. Because when we think we know ourselves without getting help from either the outside, from other people, from a community, especially in the church, is we can't recognize our own weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so like the Enneagram is a great tool to help us actually recognize not just weaknesses, but strengths and help us yeah. push into growth. Yeah, and, and the way I came about fixing my answer to that question was the same thing. You know, I, I learned that I didn't know about myself. Yeah, that's good. Like, the, the things I was reading, and I was like, what the heck, this does fit me. And I couldn't even have it articulated that to someone before yeah. this. You know, so it's been super beneficial in that. And, and depending, I think, I had a kind of okay mindset coming in the first time pursuing some Enneagram stuff. Um just as far as like I want to grow in general as a person. And so reading how like close and similar, like, okay, I'm reading all this stuff about an eight. Like, this is scary. Like, you don't know me. I had the People same, created this same stuff. experience. Like, you know, I could see of. how it could be frustrating if you don't want to grow mm-hmm. to read this stuff. And so, I don't know. Okay. We keep, the other question I had is we keep throwing around this idea of growth. Yeah. Like, we're going to get this number and it's going to be some, like, is it like the magical, uh, what's the beanstalk guy? Jack and the Beanstalk, is it like magic grow beans? You know, it's like you get your number and you're perfect now. What does it mean to grow because of the Enneagram? That's exactly what happens. Oh, my goodness. What it means to grow. So to kind of – I'll segue. I'll answer the question before and then I'll finish this one. So for me, I – like you guys said, it was kind of like – uh, tough to learn about yourself like you didn't want to accept it at first kind of i thought it was just weird that weird. it was so okay. perfect yeah. in explaining myself and i was okay learning about myself because i'm just i got into the spot yeah. of 10 years ago like i just need to grow as a person continually yeah i just wrestled with if it was necessary that's, okay. Good. Okay. that's good that's good like yeah. and yeah i just until i used it 
I would have totally told anybody any personality test, like, you don't, you don't need, need that. Don't need that. That's super yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, when I began to learn about the Enneagram, it was actually a really restorative process because there were a lot of things about myself that I would suppress or that I thought were bad. Like, I thought that my tendency towards OCD was a flaw or the fact that I had was super critical was a fault and it absolutely is but there were a lot of things it can be Mm -hmm. there was a lot of things about how i functioned as a person and things that happened inside my own head that i was like this is wrong you were wrong this is not the type of person you should be and so then when i was like oh this is okay some of these things are okay you need to wield them in the right way but there and there's more people out there experience or think the same way as you it was like oh i can i kind of went through a process of learning to love myself through it honestly but um but anyway, in, in growth, so each number actually has errors of integration. And so, yeah. We're getting deep right now. Getting it. I'm trying to, like, give surface-level answers to really deep concepts of the Enneagram. Yeah, everything that, like, I should say that. You're not going to get everything you need you to know from this no, podcast about not. the Enneagram. Not a chance. Yeah. Um, but so each number will go to another number in growth. So I'll use as a one. I take on the positive aspects of a seven when I'm in a healthy place. So spontaneous, um, lighthearted, fun, more um, outgoing, those kind of positive things of a seven. I take that on when I'm in a healthy place. Also, when I'm in an unhealthy place, I'll take on the negative aspects of a four. So um, I'll get incredibly moody, um, like antisocial, um, just kind of like turn inward on myself, like kind of lose a little bit of the, the social aspects of who I am as a person. So when you're using the Enneagram for growth, which is part of the pro- point of it, is as you learn about these different, how you kind of fluctuate between health and unhealth, like I've been able to notice like things in my own life of like when I'm maybe not in a good place and mm-hmm. can kind of counteract before I go down a really, you know, get in a really unhealthy place. Mm-hmm. So even like this morning, I felt super just like tired and kind of moody and didn't want to be around anyone. Kind of just like we were in our family ministry meeting. I was like, I don't really want to be here. Like you guys are driving me crazy. <laughs> but it was a moment for me to check and say, okay, they're not doing it. Like it's not everyone else's fault that I feel this way internally. These are just things in my mind. But maybe it's because I didn't sleep well last night or I didn't start my day by reading the Bible. And that's a big deal for me personally. Mm-hmm. So to even like have this language or this understanding of how I function as a person has helped me to counteract some of the negative things or celebrate when I see that I'm in a really healthy state. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how you can use the Enneagram for growth too. Oh yeah, that is so good. Yeah. When I'm, yeah, when I'm healthy, I go to a healthy two. Uh, when I'm unhealthy, it's a five and I get crazy cynical. <laughs> I get under stress and isolate myself and yeah. No, it's really good to know that. So yeah, I just remember when I was. Uh, so one of the things threes do because they're success driven. When they figure out something's not going to be successful, or like they can tend to feel it going that way, they can try to disassociate with that thing. And the way I do that is I try to act too cool for school. Like <laughs> I will like act too cool for something that I don't think is going to succeed, so that I can disassociate myself from it. And like I recognize that in myself. And that helped me when I was in projects or when I was working in teams or if I was doing something individually to help better, like, okay, no, I can be a part of restoring and fixing this and be a part of making this better rather than just checking out because I don't think it's going to work. And yeah, Yeah. it was huge for me. Like, that's just one piece of it. But okay, let's do the negatives. Let's let's get there. Are there any negatives associated with the Enneagram specifically? Ooh. I think... Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) 
I just pointed to you to go, <laughs> and then I just started talking. Then look, and then he started talking. <laughs> I'm an eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think probably most of the negatives come from misuse okay. of the Enneagram. So going back to the purpose, um, most of the, the negative that I see is people who just want to, A, get into this really cool thing that everyone's talking about, so they just want to know. Um, or they want to mistype other people right. or make assumptions about other people based on you know, their behaviors or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's other. That's good. There's probably several. There's many. I think I the biggest thing I've seen is just like the stereotypes right. yeah. where it's like my wife is a nine. So nines are peacemakers and she's a pretty stereotypical nine, but that doesn't mean she can't have conflict mm-hmm. where it's like sometimes people will associate with that with them where it's like a nine, you're going to avoid conflict at all costs. But like if conflict needs to be ha- like to happen, she'll step in and have it. She doesn't yeah. like it. She's never going to go in that direction if she doesn't need to. But that doesn't mean she can't do it. Yeah. So totally uh, pigeonholing others. Yeah. Uh, or I think did we did we say the the bad behaviors one? Mm. Yeah. The idea that your number helps you justify oh, your bad that's behaviors. Really good. So like that's just who I am. Yeah, yeah. That's just who I am. It's just a piece of like. Yeah. So if. Uh, you, you can give me. Oh, yeah, so mine's like, the easiest. If Ben's is the easiest. Right. So like, if he comes into a confrontation and he just kind of jumps all over and he's unwilling to hear another person's ex- or, like, explanation, or he just continues to confront even though the situation's going in a, a non-positive direction, like people, he could just justify that, and say that I'm an eight. Yeah. You know, this is what I do. I confront. I, I search for conflict or whatever. You know, and that doesn't necessarily always have to be the case. Yeah. Or like, if I'm unwilling to invest in relationships because I'd rather get a project done. Like, I can just say, well, that's who I am. I need to get it done. I'm a success-driven person. Mm-hmm. But, like, relationships are part of that. So, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Using it as an excuse to yeah, act totally. like a terrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's round the conversation out. Because the Enneagram has specifically become extremely popular in the Christian world. Like, I was listening to a podcast where a guy was talking about the Enneagram, and he said he walked through a bookstore, and over half the books in the Christian section of the bookstore were on the Enneagram. Like, that is crazy. Um, so as Christians, what are we supposed to do with the Enneagram? Should everybody who's a Christian go take the test? Should Is there a, a tie-in here? Like, what's the, what's the whole deal? Uh, I'm going to say no, because there are other ways to grow, but it's incredibly useful and helpful. Um, and, and why we want to, I don't know if this is a good way, but Jane, if I'm wrong, just jump in anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of the Enneagram being used for us to help us grow as individually as people, it recognize or helps us recognize strengths, helps us recognize weaknesses, helps us relate not only in the Christian sense and follower of Jesus sense, like how I relate to the Father, uh, it helps me understand that how I relate to other Christians in my community around me, how I relate to people in general. But we talk about, I mean, how many different times as followers of Jesus, the the reality of needing to grow and becoming more like Jesus, uh, Paul, like, and I'm not gonna be able to quote it because. I'm not good at scripture memorization, but Ephesians three, like Aaron, Pastor Aaron here on staff at Grace Point, this is his favorite passage, uh, not just regarding love, but just favorite passage in general. It's this idea of Paul telling the Ephesians, um, praying that God through His Spirit would be able to help you uh, ultimately grow into perfection, help you understand with the saints what love truly is, how high, how deep, how wide love is, mm-hmm. and then and then to grow into the fullness of God. And so we're ultimately meaning we need to grow into the fullness of God being grow into the image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Enneagram is an incredible tool to help us do that when we understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I can see my weaknesses and recognize, okay, this is where I'm not like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, if it's not with community, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think it's become so popular in the Christian world. 
uh, it's just, it's, it's a great tool mm-hmm. to help us push into how do I become more like Jesus when we can use it well. Yeah, totally. I mean, as Christians, we're called to invest in all kinds of relationships. Ours with the Father, with each other, with, I mean, within yourself, like how are you, that seems weird, but yeah. Self-love. Yeah. Self-love. <laughs> and the it's Enneagram real. can help you do all of those Absolutely. things better as a Christian. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to say the things about Jesus and God, how they maybe play into some of this? Yeah. So I don't know if this is a factor why this um, is so popular with Christians, but um, all nine of these types are characteristics of God. And you can see Jesus act in ways that reflect all nine of these types in his earthly ministry, Hmm. Um, which I just think that's so cool to think that like, as each one of us is created in his image, every characteristic that we bear as individual peoples is part of God's like for me i love that because that just shows how big god is mm-hmm. that like he's literally all of us yeah. and that's just wild in all of our differences i got the holy goosebumps <laughs> that's good i like that that's nice but he didn't come up with that <laughs> i didn't come I up did. with that but i got <laughs> it <That's good. laughs> but yeah yeah all I nine want... types god's all of them mm-hmm. and to kind of to finish some of the importance of it i think is when we were talking about growth I once heard someone say, like, all things that are alive grow. Like, if you try to think about it, all things that are alive grow. And as Christians, we're trying to live a a life full, like a a good full life. And so you should be seeking to grow, not just to stay the same. So Mm -hmm. don't don't be content with kind of who you are right now. I think God's calling us to be more. um, And this can be a tool you can use to help explore that. Quick question. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Eight wing seven. Not balanced at all. (laughs) um if i have the temptation or desire to want to be a three or want to be a one what would you say to that person um like okay i see i've done the research i've read the books i've maybe even took the Mm -hmm. test and that was maybe helpful um but it's like okay i know like yeah this makes sense all the reading i've done i'm an eight wing seven easy but man i just like there's something that don't like about it and I just want to, like, I love that my wife is a nine and the aspects that she's a, a nine wing one. Like, there's something about that I want to be. Like, how do you either counsel or, or help yeah. that person? Yeah. Well, I mean, they always say the num- as you're reading and learning, the number that you dislike the most is usually what you are <laughs> because you see your own flaws in it. Um, I mean, I think except that you are who you are, that God's created you to be. And if there's characteristics of another type that you like, you can absolutely, like, you could learn to be structured like a three. You could learn to, like, be a hard worker like a three. You know, like, you can take on the positive qualities of another type. Like, there are times where I'm like, I kind of feel like I just have really been leaning into a five, and I have no connection to a five as a one. Like, but I just, like, want to learn everything. And, like, you know, so, like, you can take on positive aspects of other numbers, but... Like you are who you are and in your desire to be something else that's outside of just like something you can't change about yourself is not you, you. how God created you is not you loving yourself and ultimately not you loving the creation that's God's made. So I don't know if that really answers the question. (laughs) But uh, to look at it another way, (laughs) I mean, threes are the people who get things done. So threes are probably able to adapt. you know what? So do (laughs) ones. You know what? And we could argue about which one does it better. You know, I'm a people pleaser, so if you need me to be an eight, Ben, I'll be an eight. For you, I'm, I, I, I am. I can be an emotional bulldozer. We, so if you don't stop, it's going to come. We out. did skip one part where I think it'll be crucial. How does someone go about finding their number? Super good. 
Yeah, I mean, just take the free test, and that's exactly who you are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jaina, please help. Ben. There, there are many tests out there. Um, if you want a quick answer, if you want some place to start, it's not a bad option. Um, don't let it be your final or your only source. So just like in, if you're in school, you need multiple sources. Mm. Um, for me, I, I still am an advocate for just start reading. Um, the Enneagram Institute's website is my still my favorite resource. It's quick and concise, but has a ton of information. Um, the Road Back to You is a really good introductory book. Um, but the best way is just to read, see what resonates. If you're having, if something doesn't jump off the page with you right away, you're unsure. Take a step into looking at those areas of integration, the health and unhealth. That was really determining for me to identify. Okay, this is bad things that are happening in my life. These are good things. How does that line up? And then you can look at wings too. Those can also help to identify. But that's what yeah, I yeah, and. I think one thing that was really beneficial for me was inviting others into it to help Absolutely. me pick. Super good. Yeah. Because I probably read them all on the Enneagram Institute like four times each. Like I read through all nine types and I was like, none of these are me. I don't fit any of these boxes. And then I got my wife involved and I texted Jaina and I got some other friends involved that really knew me pretty well. And they were like, dude, you're a three. <laughs> and I just didn't want to admit that in myself because I saw the flaws of the three and I couldn't let that be me. But it was. So yeah, get some people yeah. involved. Uh, come, people you trust. People you trust, yeah. definitely. And be wary of the people who want to pigeonhole you. Yeah. Based on your actions. Because I could tell you what I think you are based on how you act, mm. how I perceive you. Mm-hmm. But only you can identify what's happening inside of you. For sure. Ooh. So. All right. That's it. The yeah. Enneagram. That's that's a lot of info. <laughs> ben said it right in the middle. But don't let this be your, your ending place for this conversation. If you're interested, you can always contact us. We'd love to talk to you about it more. But Gina will spend hours talking with you about Enneagram stuff. Uh, She's really, really good at it. It's worked, though. I've done it it's worked. So, yeah. I mean, that's why we're, that's why we're bringing really it to you because it. it's been beneficial for all of us. So we hope it can be a tool that you can use to continue in your walk with Jesus. So we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Peace out. Peace out.